2: Yo, 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 we back again on Kara 798.9 every Monday morning from 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. We got a a, a very special day today. Uh we got said Lawrence in the house. What's good, said Lonis? Chilling, chilling. How you doing? Yo, doing amazing, man. It is is early, early today, man. It's early, early. You know what I mean? I'm uh <clears throat> I'm trying to uh you know what I mean, man? I'm I, I maintaining. You know what I mean? Uh, what was your weekend like?
1: Man, so uh, I'm tell you all a quick story. First, before I get into the story, let, uh, let me just let y'all know where y'all can find us at. You can find us at uh, The Morning Show, Let's Argue with Prince Carlton. On Instagram at The Morning Show, Let's Argue. On Twitter and fan base at Let's Argue Show. If you wanna find Prince Carlton, you can find them on Instagram and Twitter at underscore Prince Carlton underscore and on fanbase at Prince Carlton. And if you want to find said Linus, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and fanbase at said Linus. C-E-D-L-I-N-U S. You can also find our videos on YouTube. Just look up the morning show, Let's Argue. Um Yeah, so I was getting my daughter ready for um ready for dinner. And then, um, man, I took a step back, and I stepped on one of her like plastic jeeps. And this is a wow. black This is a big plastic jeep too, not like a small one. right. And um, and yeah, so I stepped on one of her jeeps, and I cut my, the bottom of my foot, uh, really, r- <laughs> r- uh, really bad. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I had. Uh, Man, one of my worst things is going to the emergency room. That that going to the emergency room is like that junk is like. You you been you you been in the emergency room before? Man, I've been to the emergency. We we you 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 know you know what type of jobs I've had. I worked in group homes, so I so I I've literally been to. The oh emergency okay. Room. I literally been well. I've been to emergency room one time for myself, but it wasn't a real emergency. And I think right. um, my wife one time when she cut her finger. Um, but uh, other than that, I probably been to the emergency room like twenty times anywhere between twenty uh, anywhere between twenty and
2: thirty times to top so you so you saying by yourself you did
0: no been there twenty no,
1: no,
2: times? no, I worked in a group home,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, so you so sometimes you have to take people to the emergency room. How many times you been by yourself on your own accord for something wrong with me, yeah, once. Oh okay. Yeah, once. Um but yeah, it is it, it's, it's such a long process that you just like, man, I rather just duke this out at home. So <laughs> when my foot was right exactly, when my foot was bleeding, I was like, man, I probably could I probably could go and maybe like get it looked at or get it maybe stitched up, but I'm like, man, I'm just going to And my wife could try to just do what we could do right here and just see what happens, you know what I'm saying? So, um, we did that, and uh, you know, it's, it's kind of healing fire, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, man, this it, my foot was messed up. I wasn't able to do too much this weekend or go really go anywhere this weekend because I, I, I'm walking like the, the hunchback of Notre
2: Dame right now, Notre Dame. Yeah, I uh, yeah, yeah, I remember you, you told me that this weekend. I, I'm saying here, like, look, have you ever, um, because you you, your daughter don't have no uh, Legos, do she? No, but I stepped on a Lego before. This is worse.
1: This is worse than stepping on a Lego? I, if I could, if I could, I, 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 if I... The jump probably gone, but I, I I I wish I could dig it up. Because the, the joint was like... like the joint wasn't well-made, and it wasn't thick. It was like plastic. So it was like when I stepped right. on the roof of that joint... It's like that joint. That joint cracked in like three different places, and that joint just like cut, like cut in my my joint. I had skin hanging down of my what? skin. Yeah, yep.
2: Okay, yeah. So um, uh, so okay, so so today we have a very 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 special guest. Uh, today we have um Marla Helseth, and um. Uh, and, and and Marla is running for Minnesota District uh, forty nine, and um, and, and it, it's it's so crazy. So I I was scrolling on um, I was scrolling on um, you know, Facebook, and uh, you know, just doing my little rounds, and then I see um, Marla's page come through, and I'm like, because because we've been interviewing a whole bunch of um, politicians. So then yeah. I'm like, who in? I, I'm, I'm like, who is this? You know, I'm, I'm like, who is this? So I go, and I um, <clears throat> and I look, and it said Marla self for uh, Minnesota Senate, and um, and I, I see uh, uh, it say watch Carrie Levin video, black woman look to make history in Minnesota Senate, and uh, so then I, I I look, and then I I saw that it said that she was <clears throat> she used to live in Minnetonka now she lives in Eden Prairie. And I'm like, time out. That's the reverse of what I did. You know what I mean? I used to live in Eden Prairie. Now I live in Minnetonka. So um, then I did further digging. And it was that she's running for Minnesota Senate District 49. And I 100% believe that, like, he... I'm 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 like 100 percent that I'm in that district. You know, what I mean, it's right. kind of like I'm on a border. Like when I look at the map, it's like I'm right on the line, right on the borderline. You know what I mean? So um, so we, we got in, I got in contact with her, you know, to do an interview. You know what I mean? And and, and she's a very uh, uh 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 nice woman. She uh she um uh, when I when I'm looking at her page, you know what I mean? I, I mean. I'm like, yo, we got to do this. I'm very excited, you know. what I mean, to have this uh, uh, interview with her. So that, uh, y'all stay tuned. Everybody, uh, um, uh, make sure y'all uh, stay with us so y'all can check that interview out. It's gonna be a very good one. Absolutely. Um, so, so let's get into let's get let's get into some. You know, what I mean, what's been going on? What's what's been going on? Uh, 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 you know, what I mean, all week. Okay so Twitter now is owned by Elon Musk yep your first re- your, your, your your first reaction my first
1: reaction is uh pretty good so far you know I'm a free speech kind of guy um so for him to come in and then automatically just like fire all the executives is 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 great and it's funny and it's is, is, is great for to be seen on the internet like that. Um, Her, he's unlocking right. he's unlocking some accounts, um, right? Which um, people I know, I see see p- people think it, a lot of people think about stuff in theory. We know people who've got they they um their accounts locked up. You know what I'm saying? So right. yep. So they they getting their accounts freed up. Uh, Her, Donald Trump um, is going to get his account freed up. Um, so I think it's a good thing but also there, there was there was a, a news article that came out that kind of bothered me because it said it said that uh LeBron James um is concerned over Twitter because of the 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 use of the N word right and it's like here we are once again The media wants to, the the, the liberal media at large is upset that this platform is now run by somebody who going to allow free speech. So now what they're going to do is they're going to use black people to try to be outraged at this app and piggyback off of the outrage of black people to try to bring this app down. I'm like yo. Black folks are not worried about the n word on Twitter. I'm sorry that that they, they they do. If black people was worried about the n word on Twitter, black people wouldn't be listening to the rap music at this point. You know what I'm saying? So right, but but but
2: but but. I I, I like your I like your post, but I I, I kind of begged to differ. I, I kind of begged to differ off there. I don't want to I don't want to go too deep into this part, but you know what I mean. But <laughs> I, I I think that <clears throat> if it comes at the hands of others, you know what I mean, if it comes in the hands of others, because because we because I, I I saw I saw it, what happened in, in 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 that situation. So. So so I, I and I know what made that situation happen. Yeah, yeah no no but listen uh, no 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 but listen. Do you, do you know what made this
1: situation happen? No, but here's what I'm saying. Here's, I mean okay, I mean I, I mean I don't know I don't I don't know exactly where you're going. But here's my thing. You ain't gonna stop using Twitter because of it. Oh, absolutely. No, 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 no. A- absolutely not. Absolutely right. not. And, and that, that, that's my point. There, 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 but, there, there's no outrage over it, is what I'm saying. There, there's no black outrage over, over the overuse of the N-word since Elon has took, taken over. That's it.
2: Right. Okay. So my uh, our, our, our friend, he was on our show, uh, Hotep Jesus, was was uh <clears> hotel <throat> jesus was <laughs> so it, it it was a transition between it was a transition between let's say um with elon Musk just took over and he had the reins of everything so in conservative twitter people was like okay let's test the waters all up and down my conservative twitter let's test the waters right and and and, and so people on my news feed people was like ivermectin uh ivermectin 100% works 100% works covid was a covid was a pandemic uh dr Fauci was da 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 only women can um, get pregnant uh, only women can get pregnant only only men Can you know? I mean, everybody, everybody up and down my newsfeed was just doing all of that, and nobody was getting blocked. Nobody was getting no tags and nothing like that. So Hotep Jesus said, like before that, Hotep Jesus, um, before that, Hotep Jesus said, he said, man, he he said he said, "Uh, who who want to be my guinea pig to test the waters? Like this is before anybody said anything. He was like, uh he like, do I got any? Uh, 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 uh. He like, do I got any? Uh, white brothers and sisters, who uh, who who wanna uh, test the waters for me? He like, he like, cause I like, I won't of y'all to say the n word. He said I won't want of y'all to say the n word with a hard er. <laughs> 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 he said, he said with a hard er. He said, do I got any takers? You know what I mean? And uh, you uh, like, do I got any takers? And um. And you know, like people was typing on the stuff or whatever. But then it was was like pretty much, pretty much probably like an hour after that. Pretty much like an hour after that, people was like putting it. You know what I mean? It was like people were just like testing the waters to to like so they wouldn't be banned. You know what I mean? To see if they would be banned and all that stuff. And 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 pretty much that's kind of that's where that started from. That's that's what that thing started from. Like he 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 even like yesterday even in the post. Even inside the uh, 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 the article, the actual article that said it was five hundred percent more the n word. He put, "I'm sorry, y'all. I just wanted to test the waters." You know what I mean? He shared yeah. it and, and, and said that. But yeah, that, that that was pretty much on uh on uh, uh on his behalf.
1: So, what, what, what do you think social media is going to look like uh, 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 now? You got Twitter, Elon with Elon at the helm. You got uh, Kanye West bought Parler. You know what I'm saying? Um, we got fan base out. Is, is is there is there a new is there a new switching or changing of the guard of social media and what people um are going to be uh you know what i'm saying how how I, one thing i think is going to change is that people are going to start making money off of social media and i'm not talking about endorsements or anything i'm talking about flat out getting paid for their content by the um, by the platform which is fan base is doing already but just saying um,
2: so, ba- look, man, so, basically, um, I, t- to really be honest, I don't think that, the, the for some reason, I don't think the Kanye and Paula deal is, is gonna, is, is gonna go through. Now, I could be wrong, but I, I think that might take a back seat. You know what I mean? Because I haven't seen no moves on that recently. Not, he probably still doing it, but I don't. I don't really see I I don't really see a well, lot, lot of movement um
1: He t- he talked about it on that that um that one interview he the last interview he did. I can't think of what the guy. Oh, let me look at it. Well, let me see if I can find it. Um, uh, on the, uh,
2: the, the the Jewish
1: guy. Yeah, he, he was sitting with. Yeah. Oh, yep. Okay. Yep. He he uh uh he talked about uh he talked about uh a parlor. Um, okay. Yeah, and uh, and what he's gonna try to do with it and stuff like that. So yeah, uh, yeah, uh, Lex Friedman, Lex Friedman podcast. It, that was a really good uh, conversation too. Really good conversation. Okay, but yeah, go
2: ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, man, basically, basically, I, I don't really, I don't really think, man. I, like, I mean, <clears throat> this is the good thing about it. We have parlor. We have Twitter, we have Gab, we have Truth Social. So Andrew Andrew runs Gab. Um, uh, 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 uh um, Candace Owens' husband uh runs uh Parlor right now until Kanye uh, runs Parlor. Um, then we have uh Donald Trump runs Truth Social. This was all created after uh this was all created after the covid-19 the the covid election um era you know what i mean what conservatives feel like they had to build something uh, build something because a lot of us was being you know taken off account blocked and suspended and all that stuff because we was trying to say the truth of what was going on that we all know now with covid-19 and uh and and election stuff you know and uh we built all of those things and now Elon Musk has Twitter and now that Elon Musk has Twitter the the liberals are going crazy they're leaving twitter and they don't know what app to go to and just like they was making fun of republicans when gab and all of that stuff was coming now they're scrambling trying to make their own social networks because they don't want to be, you know, with Twitter. And now they have actually nowhere to go. So we'll see how everything turned out. Uh, we got an amazing interview with Marla Health self coming up. Uh, y'all stay tuned. We appreciate y'all. Kara7 98.9. What? I'm y'all saying English io lo so l'inglese, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday,
3: Saturday. Oh no, God.
0: God. Yo it's the bride to be, staring up all kind of butterflies inside of me. Kill the Jekyll and hide in me. It's the Thunderbolt. Jesus sent the men to ask for a donkey and a colt. That's Jew and Gentile I'm far away I'm writing vows Like I'm a pen pal Now it's hard for me Not to answer whenever never send owls Cause what they did Was foul No idea what's on my mind Practice I four and nine Everybody might be blind They trying to take respect When I get home We snatching odds, Cut their heads off of five snakes Now they sporting Matching scars They took my bride away I'll never love the same again And if I seek revenge All I will do Is make you famous men No identity anyway Follow the lamest trends My mirror shows the loose cannon they asking them to the tame his pen Number write him out the script I miss my Apollonia Facing so much opposition Paul and Macedonia Can't afford to lean to my own understanding Remember we sent Luca Brazi To see what they was planning But it didn't go so well Some people would say yes so well Now there's Apollonia We put her with the rest who fell
2: We're back again on Kara Sim 98.9 every Monday morning from 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. We got a very special guest in the house. Uh, the, the first thing we like to do is we always like to
1: ask our guests to tell our, uh, tell our audience about themselves in their own words.
4: Sure. Sure. Okay. Well, my name is Marla Helseth, and I am from originally from Illinois, from uh, Waukegan, Illinois, which is like oh. north of Chicago. Right. My parents are from Chicago, from the city of Chicago. and uh, But most of my family now lives in the city of North Chicago and Waukegan and Aurora and some in Minnesota. Right. So my mom moved us up here, single mom with uh, five kids moved us up here, me and my siblings wow. when I was 10 years old to Minnesota. And then I lived in Burnsville for a while and went to high school in Burnsville graduated from there right. and because there was no money for college um I just went right into the workforce I, I moved out when I was 18 and a friend of mine dragged me to a modeling agency and I <laughs> started modeling right away and wow uh, yeah it was it was I'm not sure it's the best first job for an 18-year-old. I can imagine. (laughs) So needless to say, my daughter is not modeling right now. (laughs) Keeping her out of that industry for a while, but um, it was good. It was good for a while. Then I did, I worked for some businesses in downtown Minneapolis and lived in the city for a while, worked as an administrative assistant for some companies, and then I started working in restaurants and that was more of my favorite job. I moved into restaurant management, um, as I got older and really loved it. I became kind of a food snob and I love to cook and I love wine. And yeah, I I saw that. I
2: was, yes, I I I need some good wine suggestions later.
4: (laughs) Yeah. 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 I would love to. All right. Yeah. So I, um, Was loving life in Minneapolis and always said, oh, I'll never move to the suburbs and I'll never have a minivan. And then I met my husband (laughs) and his name is Paul and he is a professor at uh, Northwestern College in St. Paul. And I, um, we got married, we met in 2001 and got married in 2003 and we have two kids, Greta and Benjamin. Uh, Greta is 15. She's our daughter and Benjamin is 12. Okay. And um, we live in the suburbs in Eden Prairie. We lived for 10 years in Minnetonka and 10 years in Eden Prairie. Wow. um, I just got rid of my minivan in 2008. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So um, living a good life right now. It's really, it's been good for us, except for, you know, all that's happened in Minneapolis and all that's happened in our state. Um, Right. I'm running for the state Senate for. Um, the, what's called District Forty Nine, which includes Southern Minnetonka, so everything south of Highway Seven and all of Eden Prairie. No. And I love this district. We, my husband grew up in the Glen Lake area, which is part of Southern Minnetonka. Um, mm. And just real quick, what made me want to run for office is I wanted to do something. I, I also taught in my kids' school for a while, so my both my kids went to a private. School, a uh, Christian school in Eden Prairie. And right. um, I taught for about four and a half years there and loved it. And loved, I taught every subject and every class because it was such a small school. So I could teach every grade. Right. And that was a really great experience. Um, but after teaching and after they were in school for a while, I started to think, why I, I wonder what I could do more. What more can I do that's a little more meaningful? And um, I still do some modeling once in a while, but I really wanted another job that wasn't kind of nine to five and that where I could have an effect and do some good. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about things I've been following. um, I was kind of following um, the, the pro-life movement also and kind of seeing where that was going. It really affects black women and young black. Oh my much. Yes. You guys probably already know that. And so I was, Following that, wondering if I could do something in the in the in that industry or in that realm of pro life movement, and then COVID happened, and um, and then George Floyd. And when when George Floyd died, what I didn't like what happened in Minnesota was the racialization of everything. So all of a sudden, yeah. I mean, Black Lives Matter was already around, but yeah. all of a sudden everything became white cops are bad and they're only out to get black men. And I right. The data doesn't prove that. It, that's the narrative that was put out there. There, I can. There's lots of data that can be um, shown that most of the interactions. There are actually more white men, white criminals and uh, perpetrators that die at the hands of police officers um, right. than black, because just the population in Minnesota. Yeah. I didn't like that. They didn't, they weren't speaking for me. You know, I was, I'm, I'm a black person in Minneapolis or in the twin cities who, um, is teaching my son to respect authority and to respect the police. Mm. And that most of the police are doing a good job. We, there obviously are, um, a lot of room for reforms in Minneapolis and in the Minneapolis department, but a lot of the police are doing a good job. They really don't care what race you are when they're, Coming on a situation, a lot of their interactions don't end the way George Floyd's did, right. and that kind of made me want to um, just look more into it. And also, it made me want to make my voice heard. Um, Absolutely, there was this narrat- narrative out there that that we live in a systemically racist country, and i I just don't think that can be that can be used as an excuse for everything. Um, so. Obviously, racism happens, Right. But this story, the George Floyd story, was being used to um, kind of push a narrative that was making all white people oppressors and all black people victims, and I don't see us that way. I, I'm not raising my kids that way, and there are right. a lot of people in the district that don't think that way, so...
2: That's
3: kind of my uh, reason for
2: running sorry to go on <laughs> no, 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 that's part that's you actually a- you answered the next question anyway but wait, 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 let, 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 let me flip the other uh, question so so uh um oh, uh, i got i got, okay. I, got to say. I got something okay yeah so so we we was um and, and i felt the exact same way that you like like that you felt about uh like the, the black lives matter movie it, it, it's so crazy because We, uh, uh, I got a delivery company and our company was delivering water, delivering water to people, delivering food to people, delivering, you know, a a lot of stuff to the, uh, to the protesters out there. And it's, it's so, it's so crazy that it's like, whenever they covered it, they covered it as a Black Lives Matter march or Black Lives. I'm like, I didn't sign anything for these people, you know?
4: Like, wow. it's it, like, like it, it, really interesting. I didn't know that. I didn't know it, it. other right. people, other people were out there helping and and peaceful. Yeah,
2: right. Yeah. It, it, exactly. We 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 went True. we went to the we went to the uh we went to this is when people was was marching because we understood how people could feel a certain way, you know. Sure. So people was outside marching uh, peacefully. So we was out. We we said, you know what? We're gonna deliver a a, a, a water. They, what a they water. Just all type of stuff and and. It seemed like everything that we did, it was like Black Lives Matter. And and we're just like, yo, we're not a part of this organization. You know, it's just people out here that's concerned, you know, people out there that's concerned. And uh, and I and like I feel the same way that you feel about the the Black Lives Matter movement. Like it's 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 not for me. It's not for me. I I don't like I don't like playing. I don't like uh, 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 being a victim or being thought about as a victim. And, and I, I teach my, my sons, I got three sons, I teach them the exact same thing. Like, let's be victors if, if we're going right. to be anything.
4: Yeah. Right, right. So you, I was going to ask you a question while you were talking. Um, so Black Lives Matter, I know that, I mean, it's one thing to care. Obviously, we care about our own people and we care about everybody.
2: Mm-hmm. Right.
4: I. That's what I was going to say. It's not... Shown in the media very much that there are black people or anybody that disagrees with um, Black Lives Matter as an organization or their agenda, yep. the media yep. makes it seem like everybody's in agreement with this this yep. way of seeing America and way of seeing um, cops that are racist and you know and we're always black people are always victims and we're always poor down and out and we just can't make it on our own without. The help of white people, and that drives me crazy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: exactly, yeah. exactly. And, 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 and that's, the, yeah. And, and,
1: and, oh, go ahead, Sajid. No, I was just gonna yeah. say, I was gonna say, that there, there's a lot, there's a lot of black people who feel just like we do, and, and a lot of them, just sad to say. They're not on TV. They're not on CNN They're not on MS. They're right. not on these channels. Right, yep. They're usually on the internet somewhere. You or on you get. They have a YouTube channel and you got to just find them or or a podcast. But there's a lot of people who feel the exact. I mean, we, we were just raised to just be accountable for for your own success. Really, you know, you know what I'm saying. Yep. Do good in school. Right. We played basketball growing up, so we were always yep. we always had to be accountable for our, for our actions. You know, and right. that's just the way we we are you know yeah
4: that's wonderful oh um, did you both learn that from your dads just a question do you did you do you have dads in the home that that taught you some things about like yeah taught you how to see yourself and how
2: to yeah the, that, that, that's me and him are, me and no, him we're are brothers. brothers we're brothers
4: like yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: yeah so 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 basically basically um it's like we got the to really be honest, <laughs> we got the yin and the yang. Cause mom, right. our, our mother was very, very, very smart. She was so smart that she they advanced her past 12th grade. So so yeah, she she was that smart. And our dad was street smart. So he okay. was just like okay. the street guy. And job. they came <laughs> together. Right, right. Exactly. So it's like we got we got the street side. And the the, the book smarts from both of our parents. And then uh, 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 our parents got divorced. Well, they separated. They didn't really get divorced. They got separated for a very long time. And we moved in with my uh, my mother's uh, uh, parents and my granddad. He was he was in the military. So he was in the Navy. So <laughs> okay. yeah, so 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 everything, you know, everything had to be right. We couldn't leave anywhere. You know, <laughs> yeah. So that's what we got a lot of
1: that stuff too. But you know? but even even just in the community, we had a lot of great examples of of, of black men. Just this our both our grandfathers, our dad, our uncles, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, like yeah. a lot of people, just people in the neighborhood, just just great men, you know. So hey. yeah. Um, But what was the the moment that you said to yourself that you were going to run? A lot of times people say, oh, I should run. But what did you say, okay, I'm going to actually go do it?
4: Well, it was very gradual. And I I wish I had a really light bulb kind of moment where it happened, but it wasn't. I I was speaking at my kid's school and I think I was talking about Rosa Parks or something, the school is mostly white. Now it's not. But um, what the headmaster wanted me to um, they call him the headmaster instead of the principal because it's a
3: classical.
4: <laughs> oh yeah, he's a headmaster and he um, right. sweet guy and very smart, but he um, asked me to talk about I think it was either Rosa Parks or Martin Luther King to the whole school. So I got up and I did my talk. But one of the the chair of the board, who's a good friend of mine he he ran for office way back in two thousand and four and he called me that day and said, "I think you should run for office and i he mm. only did that because of me speaking and that was oh, that was a good five years ago, six maybe, right. ago. and I thought, I can't do that you know that's not I didn't go to college i I don't think of myself as um oh, I don't know, on a really super high intellectual level. But right. um, enough to be like a senator, I thought you had to have all this stuff, you know, all this experience, mm-hmm. degree. But over time, to be honest, I think my interests have always gone in the direction of law and politics. It's really what I really love reading yeah. about. Love yeah. reading. You know, I love reading. When the Supreme Court made the Dobbs decision and overturned Roe v. Wade, I had been following all of that up to that point, and I, I, I'm I still reading it, but I started reading that really thick uh, Justice Alito opinion, Dang. and it was very good. I love that kind of stuff. And so it was kind of a natural progression. I started thinking about running for office and what was required, what do you have to have, that sort of thing, over the years, like the last few years, I started thinking about it. But then, um, what happened? I I think I started just asking people around me. You know, the Bible says um, something about in Proverbs about having a lot of wisdom coming from many counselors. Mm-hmm. And I asked a lot of different people. Right. Um, I asked like a friend I know who's a lobbyist. He's also a Christian. I asked my pastor. I talked to my husband a lot, and because if he wasn't supportive, I wouldn't want to do it. Right. Um, talked to my kids, and then I just. Kind of prayed about it and thought, you know, I, I think I will see what happens. I'll move in that direction. I'll step out in faith and see what happens. And if things start to go well or if I don't get any real strong roadblocks or slam doors, I think I'll just keep moving forward. And that's right. kind of what happened. Yeah. <laughs> so. okay. But what happened also, is I went to a Minnesota Family Council dinner and there was a senator there, Senator Andrew Matthews. And I have to give a shout out to him because he was the first senator that I met. Someone introduced me to him and said, I think she's thinking about running. And he said, oh, well, we should meet. And he took time wow. out of his day. He lives in Princeton, Minnesota, which is kind of pretty far north. Right, yeah. He said, well, let's meet. He didn't know me at all. And he took time out of his day to meet at Perkins. We talked about what it's like to be a senator, what it takes, what's required. Um, how can you be a in politics and be a Christian? How does that work? And we talked about a lot and. He was very influential in um, pointing me to other senators. I've met a lot of other senators since then. They've been very friendly and very helpful, but he was kind of influential in helping me decide to run. Yeah.
2: Wow. Wow. Okay. So, so uh, can you tell our audience what decisions will you be in charge of making, uh, uh, being that you win uh, Minnesota Senate district 49?
4: Good question. The legislature, um, I know politicians promise a lot of things, and they say a lot <laughs> of things, but we can only do so much. So the, the a state legislature is responsible for enacting legislation and making laws and providing funding for the things that are required of them from their state constitution. So it is required that the legislature provide funding for government schools, um, and a host of other things. We also fund um, policing agencies like the state troopers and our local police departments. Right. Um, so we fund different things and create right legislation to um, for the betterment of the people in our whole state. So when I say that I'm running on education, the economy and public safety, what I'm saying is within education, the legislature can provide things like funding for public schools, but we could, if we had enough support, we could also provide funding for parents to have some tax dollars come back to them because they're already paying taxes for um, their school districts anyway. Mm -hmm. Right. Money come back to them that will follow the kid if, perchance, the parents want to put their kids in a different school or if they want to homeschool. So the legislature can provide, like Arizona has done this recently, they provide Funding for it's called education savings accounts, and you can have your kid um, have money that follows them to wherever they want to be sent, wherever the parents. Wow,
2: are. that's amazing.
4: Yeah, that would that. that would really I think it would really benefit Minnesota, and it would really help um, with the achievement gap that we have. We're very low on um, well, we're high on the list of how big our achievement gap is in right. Minnesota. Um, so education is one thing that the legislature can address. We can also lower taxes. We are responsible for taxation and um, lowering it or raising taxes. Spending money is a big thing that the legislature does. And Republicans tend to want to spend less money because they want smaller government. And Democrats tend to spend more. And that is true even today because um, a lot of the Democrats that represent us, I've met my opponent. He's, He's a nice guy. He's a former teacher at Eden Prairie High School. Right but they tend to vote a lot on um, continuing to spend money. And what that does is um, it basically uses tax dollars for whatever they want to use it for. Um, and if they're in the majority, it gets to go to what they want it to go to, mm. but um, not a lot of, the taxpayers don't get a lot of say. And when you're spending a lot of money from the government, it, it does ha- create inflation. It adds to inflation. It makes right. things- you have too few dollars chasing too many goods. So it makes things more expensive when you're um, spending a lot of money in the government. And so the legislature can address economy, it can address education and it can address things like when we were, when Democrats were talking about defunding the police, um, they can actually do that. They can take away funding from the police. And I, I think they did do that for some areas, for some state troopers. And I think, um, Yeah, there are some Democrats that were kind of vocal about it and wanting to um, take funding away from police and put it into social workers who would do a similar job of police officers. And I just don't think that's a good thing to do. I think we can have both. We can have mental health helpers and social workers along with the police officers, but we definitely, because of George Floyd and Derek Chauvin, we have a real shortage of police officers Mm -hmm. now. Taking money away from them is the last thing you should be doing with that. So the legislature can address those things. They they can't. Oh, I don't know. There are some promises made where. I'm trying to think of one that's kind of outlandish. I mean, we can't really ban critical race theory, something like that. We can't really stop. um, We're not responsible for the curriculum that's in schools. Right. But we can have an influence on transparency in schools so we can write legislation that would have schools be more proactive with parents so that the parents can know what their kids are learning in school. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Check it, yo, hey yo, I'm waking up very early to things that I wrote Quoting scriptures from early reading Some things that I quote Been putting prayers together Simply just pleading for hope But it's hard to be straight and narrow When you feeding them dope When it was right outside my door And my fridge was all empty And I was fighting for a while But it's the devil that tipped me and I was standing on my own Now my knees so weak Now I'm not sure if my funds gonna see the end of the week Trying to hold on to my lady But lately we ain't been speaking Some dirt inside my soul I know it needs deleting And when I look in the mirror A face I don't recognize I don't look familiar And it's my life that I analyze Whole lot of self-pity Self-blame for the path I chose Room for pain So I refrain from this rocky road this holy robe road that I wear, I gotta take it off. was new clothes, gotta shake the devil off. The holy man, where that? The righteous man, where that? The patient man, where that? To The faithful man, where that? The holy man, where that? The righteous man, where that? Me and my homies out here tryna be Christ Like the holy man, where that? The righteous man, where that? The patient man, where that? The faithful man, where that? The holy man, where that? The righteous man, where that? Me
0: and my homies out here trying to be Christ. My cousin's buying some smoke, his brother's next door at the pub. I'm about a block and a half away at this gentleman's club. I put myself in this spot, Lord, is it too late for a prayer? Being a man in this world today is just simply unfair. Some people say that I'm weak, they telling me like I don't know. I'm well aware cause these strippers backstage right now with my dough. I fight this urge every night, can I be weak now and again? But what if Jesus came back right now catching me? My sin. I'm dead wrong and I know it Flesh just be talking too loud Hang my head kinda low Don't let me get lost in this crowd So I can slip out unnoticed. notice The devil's weapon is guilt The higher mighty can't keep their balance They walking on still. They point the finger and talk about how I misrepresent And in this instance it's true But there's still time left to repent Don't wanna be a walking dead corpse Trying to look lifelike Turn from sin and back to God The way to live Christ's life
1: the holy man, the righteous man, the patient man, the faithful man, the holy man, the righteous man, me and my homies out here trying to be Christ like the holy man, the righteous man, the patient man, the faithful man, the holy man, the righteous man, me and my homies out here trying to be Christ like.
2: Like, so we we love to get black conservatives on our show uh, just to show like just like black people the other side you know the other side of pop because like when we was growing up Republicans was like a boogeyman you know it was like oh those people over there they're the they're the ones with the KKK hats on you know you know that that, that's what we was that's what we was kind of like raised it's like yo you you you're Democrats. When you get in that booth, you vote D all down the line, and and, and that's what you do, you know. And um uh it, it's it's so it's so crazy that we we talked to um uh cc Davis. Uh we had yeah. we, we interview yeah, we interviewed her uh last and uh we was talking to her about the same thing. It's like I, I was a Democrat all the way up until like oh, the last end of Obama is when I was like
3: ah. Uh,
2: uh, he ain't really doing it for me. You know, <laughs> I, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> you know. You know? <laughs> yeah, it was like like, yeah, I'm done now. But uh anyway, we, we we do this to show just um uh other black people, you know, that that is right. uh, it, it is other black conservatives, you know, that, and there's another side to this. Um
4: right.
2: what can what can black women, women, or black people learn from you? Well, just
4: that they can learn that we don't all think alike. No. even if you grow up in a family that tends to all both the same way or think the same way. Um, we not, yeah. not the products of families like children don't all think alike either. Don't, they, they right. don't end up thinking like their family. Um, I think one thing I would love for black women, maybe in particular, to learn from me, um, and I'm not an expert. I'm, I'm in my 50s, so I do have some experience, and I have
3: right <laughs> right.
4: Um, and I, I did not have an easy life when I was uh, growing up and when I was living in Minneapolis on my own, right. um, making really bad decisions on my own and having to make big decisions on my own, like where to live and how to buy a car. Right. On my but, and also how to keep safe, you know? Mm -hmm. So one thing I would love for women to learn is um, that you, we don't need to see ourselves. It's okay to see yourself as a Christian first, to commit yourself Mm, to the Lord first. Because you're not denying your race if you put something above your race that's as worthy as Christ is because he made you, you You are in his image. And so he meant for you to be black. So you're not denying your blackness. If you (laughs) are a Christian first, and then you can call yourself a black woman, wife, sister, whatever, but if I could get anything across, I would say, find your identity in the Lord who made you first. Find out who you are in him. And the way you do that, what I tell my daughter is, it's a progression. You you spend time in the word and you spend time in prayer and you spend time around other believers and you make sure at some point you're going to church and around a community of believers so that you can know how you're made. The Bible says you are his workmanship and then go out into the world and Whatever your interests are, pursue those. You know, um, yep. go wherever your interests lead you. Don't think that you only are boxed into this one role. You don't only have to be this one thing. Um, that's why I love Condoleezza Rice. She is a black woman who grew up during segregation. Mm. Yep, and um, Birmingham, Alabama, but. She loves Russian. She speaks fluent Russian. She reads, she's read War and Peace like five or seven times in Russian. Um, Wow. She's former secretary of state. She's the provost of Stanford College. She, She had no barriers. The world was her oyster and she grew up in a time, there's a man who is from the, Bob Woodson is a man who was very influential in the civil rights movement. He says, when whites were at their worst, Blacks were at their best. And a lot of people don't remember that and they have a hard time explaining how that is. But when racism was at its height and everything was segregated, Black families were intact. There was a mom and dad and they were going to school and they were educated and they had good jobs, not fancy jobs, but, you know, maintenance, housework, teachers, and they were intact. That was in the 50s, 40s and 50s. And so my point is, There is a way you can be yourself as a black woman, um, be Christian first, commit yourself to the Lord first, then go out and be whatever, wherever your interests lead you and take you and don't feel like you have to be pinned down to anything because you really can do anything that the Lord leads you to do.
2: Yeah. Wow, that was amazing. Yeah, I think you should run. I think you should run for president or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, I,
1: I, I was thinking ahead, I was like, I was like, that, that answer might go there as the greatest answer on the show so far. Yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah that's amazing. That was really nice yeah, I love it. I love, yeah. I I yeah. just uh, I just have it's good to thank you for asking the question.
2: Yeah, yeah, that was amazing. That was amazing.
1: Uh, uh, One of the first things uh, we see on your uh, website when it talks about your your platform is uh, funding the police and keeping people safe. Um, Tell me how those ideas work hand in hand and um, if there are any changes you would like to see uh, in policing.
4: That's a good question. I. (laughs) I have talked to both. I've met with both police chiefs in my in the, my district. So I've met with Matt Sackett, who's the chief of police in Eden Prairie. And I cannot pronounce his name. Beerboom, I think Scott, is the chief in Minnetonka. And hey. both great guys, they, they have said that um, the main problem in Eden Prairie has been repeat offenders. So people that, young people, young men who get commit a crime in the suburbs in Eden Prairie and they get put in jail and they're out within a few hours. And Mm. some of them do not want to be returned. The parents don't want them back to their home Mm -hmm. and they they have to let them go. And so they're committing the same crime in the evening that they did in the morning and they can't Mm. be held. So um, that problem of repeat offenders technically cannot be addressed directly by the legislature, it has to actually come from judges and prosecutors. They need to give, they need to stick to the sentencing guidelines that are given for um, criminals who are caught stealing cars or um, catalog converters or a property theft. So what we're doing is we're kind of letting people off and I don't know why, I actually don't know what the reason is behind it. I have some ideas, you know, right. I think this whole anti-racism movement um, and because maybe we're gun shy of the whole Black Lives Matter movement
3: mm, uh, and right.
4: how, how influential the riots were, I think our police are, you know, being trying to be really careful who they actually arrest, who they actually go over and who they put right. uh, over and who they put in jail. Yep. So there's that problem. Um, when I say on my website that I want to help uh, keep people safe, what I'm meaning is, Giving funding, helping our police officers and police departments have more funding so that they can recruit more officers, so that the job itself can be kind of promoted as um, an honorable position, you know, so it can right. make the little kids and older kids that being a police officer is a good thing, being in law enforcement is a good thing, um, and so that they can hire more police officers and just um, be able to keep the neighborhood safe, but like they right. should. Um, but it does also have to be addressed by the rest of our upper level government, people like right. government and and um the prosecutors and judges. They also need to be held accountable to keep people in jail when they need to be in jail
2: right, absolutely. okay. um, so what makes you the better candidate for district forty nine? Over incumbent Steve uh, Swazinski. Kaczynski. Yeah, oh, I did study it. Wow, okay. Yeah, yeah. See, I, I ain't tell you. I, I was studying that. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah, yeah. He's, um, he's a good guy. I have met him. Um, the we are different because, like I've mentioned, he, I've looked at his voting record. He is more in line with um he sees his job more as being more free to spend government money right Um, he he sees the answer to a lot of things as spending um spending for programs uh spending definitely spending for more public school more money for public schools and i am not opposed at all to giving money to public schools but it is not trickling down into the education of the students. I think that's one major thing that mm. needs to be addressed. We Every year, every election cycle, every year, we ask for more money for public schools. And there's a report that just came out today um, about the national report card for the whole nation. Right. And we have now fallen below Mississippi in, and Mississippi has more Black students. Way wow. Below, but we are way below Mississippi on proficiency in reading and math and it's not just COVID. Um, We are just not getting our kids to read at grade level like we should. So my opponent would be um, really for spending more money, but not really getting results. And he's very, he just votes straight DFL and he always votes whatever the teacher union wants him to vote. Mm -hmm. And I just wouldn't be like that. I want to look at every legislation that comes across my desk and look at it clearly and see if it will actually benefit the people that it's supposed to benefit or if it's actually a good legislation if it's um something that's necessary and it, if it's money that is you know being well spent one thing that is a big difference between senator swidzinski and myself is um this recently you know the feeding our future fraud mm-hmm. that's um 250 million dollars of taxpayer taxpayer money that has been stolen, um, wow. and it came through the Department of Education, no Democrat is really talking about that. No, right, yeah. They're not, yeah. <laughs> they're not you know, calling it out and saying, this is really bad. This is reprehensible. We've taken taxpayer money, and it is now, I mean, some of these people have homes now, million-dollar homes in Kenya, and they have these really fancy cars because of just committing fraud. Against wow. the state And against the federal government. So um, wasteful spending and uh, fraud are two things I really want to address. And I think we need more auditing on those kind of organizations, even if it's a state agency like the Department of Human Services and the Department of Education. They need to be audited more. And I haven't heard Swazinski or any other Democrat really be outspoken about that. Um, they right. haven't said anything about it. And I'm, I'm sure it's maybe because it is an election season, but I have to say, I, I want to be the kind of legislator that would call out anybody, even if they were in my own party. Right. If, Absolutely, if I knew that there was fraud, <laughs> if people elect you to a position, you take an oath and you have to, you have to, I mean, that oath has to mean something
3: yeah absolutely
4: you know words you can't just i know people do it but i i don't intend to stand up there and just spout some words and say oh yes i swear i'll defend the constitution and then just go do whatever i want um even if it was someone in the republican party or whatever i would address fraud i would address uh wasteful spending and i would say no to legislation that i would want to push back on i'm not going to say yes to everything just because it's maybe coming from a Republican. So we are right. different in that way. Yes. And he's very, he's pro-choice. I don't know where you gentlemen are on the spectrum of the abortion issue. I know it's a touchy subject right now, but I, he and I are different in that respect for sure.
2: Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you on yeah. that. Uh, I'm, 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 we're pro-life. We're pro-life Oh, <laughs> for sure. Yep.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. That's great. Parental involvement in schools uh, is a big topic. Uh, so how do you feel about CRT and uh, and even uh, kids being able to choose their own gender without any uh, parent consent? That That's, that's a lot of, uh, both of those are really big in the
4: news. They are, and I am just wholeheartedly against it. I'm wholeheartedly against any, any kind of, they may not call it critical race theory. Formally, They may say, you're gonna hear a lot of news headlines saying, oh, you're just using that to make people afraid. We're really not teaching critical race theory. No, they're not maybe teaching critical theory with regard to race or gender, but they are using similar uh, terminology. And they are, um, there are teachers, and I've talked to families where it is happening there are teachers who are promoting the idea that because you're white you are inherently an oppressor and you have privilege and because right. you're black you are inherently a victim and that the tables need to be turned they also want to you know upend the power structures and it's kind of a marxist idea and right. so i do think it's happening it's just happening in in um smaller ways, and maybe they're using different terms. So I am against critical race theory. I think that that's where I think parents need to be more involved in knowing what's being taught to their kids. Absolutely. Uh, that can't be legislated as much as you can just say um, parents, just talk to your kids and find out what they're learning in school. Um, Some of the parents I, when I go door knocking in this area, I've had two families um, that have said to me, the reason we moved to Eden Prairie is we lived in Minneapolis, loved it, um, but it was becoming unsafe. But my son, so this is a white woman that said that her son um, was in class and he knew the right answer was that white men are bad, but he didn't want to say it. And So that's the whole subject that 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 subject is being taught. And the teachers are trying to get answers from the students to go in line with what they're teaching. So it is kind of an agenda. And Mm -hmm. and, uh, she just wasn't having it. The mom was like, no, you know, I don't want my kids growing up thinking that way. And we really are going backwards. We're making white kids all all of a sudden, you know, we're making the kids see each other only according to skin color. So. I think it is being taught, I think it needs to be stopped, but if we can't stop it from being taught and and control the curriculum, we can at least have um, the curriculum be, I think even Senator Roger Chamberlain was gonna introduce this to session where um, there can be just curriculum transparency where the parents have a right Mm -hmm. to know what my kids are learning. So same with uh, gender kind of things the one big difference between Republicans and Democrats in today's day is we don't, Republicans do not think that children belong to the state. We Absolutely. They don't belong to the state. They belong to parents. Mm-hmm. Yep. And there's a big difference. There are a lot of Democrats and a lot of uh, liberal minded people that think that the state should do everything and ru- run everything and including your kids. Yep. And, right. uh, I've had that happen. I've taken my 12 year old daughter when she was 12 to the doctor and they say, um, they ask if you want to leave the room so we can talk to her alone. I said, no. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, right. (laughs) No, thank you. And uh, so in little ways, not just in school but also in the medical field and other ways, um, the state should not be trying to control your kids. Right. They don't belong to the state, they belong to parents first. So, I am very much in favor of parents knowing exactly what their kids are being asked, or or if their kids are struggling with something and they really do have um, they're really starting to think maybe they are a different gender, the parents need to know that they absolutely. need absolutely,
2: yep. yep, absolutely. It's, it's, so, it's so crazy because I was uh, I, I'm marked. I marked down on my calendar like the last like three years, two uh, two years for sure, about curriculum night, you know, at, at my at my oh, kids' school. It, it, I, I was like, I have to be there. I, I have to see what's going on. Like, like we have to understand all this. So, so I'm like, I'm sitting down, and I'm really listening. I'm really I am listening to see if I hear some cold, word, you know, the right. cold trigger words and stuff. Right. But, right. but 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 their school see and it, it's so crazy because I, I don't I don't I wouldn't think that it, it hit Eden Prairie and Minnetonka yet, but uh, but you you so you're saying it, it's kind of creeping in already.
4: I think it is. I've also had right. someone send me a picture. They sent me a picture of something the students put up, and it just says, um, "How much white privilege do you have?" And it's in Eden Prairie High School. And wow. The paper that you you move the thumbtack. According to how much privilege you think you have. And the ideology, the way of thinking about race and the way of thinking about identity groups, that is already in the schools just because the teachers are, some of the teachers are the product of that same teaching, especially right. in higher education. Yep. So it's almost a little bit unavoidable that it's going right. to be into the suburbs. So yeah, wow. it's unfortunate. I, I think one big huge thing is to do exactly what you are doing. And that is a talk to your kids, find out what they're learning and continue to, um, I, I still, it sounds funny, but I still read to my kids. Like I mean, all four of us will sit down sometimes and we read older books now, more mature books instead of good night moon, but I, we right. love that <laughs> From the time they were little until now, we still read out loud, but um, not only does it help their education, but it, depending on what you read, it gets your kids, you know, it stimulates their mind and gets them thinking um, in more complex ways. You get to start to learn about ideas and recognizing ideas and asking questions, how to ask questions, that sort of thing. And it'll get your kids when they're in school to start thinking about what the teacher is saying. And to uh to think critically. So yeah, that's Absol- really
2: good for parents to be involved. Yeah, absolutely. I, I I think it was one thing that I had uh that kind of was just 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 paused on. It, it, it was a uh, uh they kept using uh groupthink, and I'm just sitting here I and I was just sitting in the classroom. I'm just and I'm I'm thinking to myself, did did I I know we had classes that we thought as a that we were we came as a group and had to do things Mm -hmm. but i'm trying to see if i'm like jumping the gun with group thing because i also want uh 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 teachers well well, i also teach our kids they got to be individuals also and think for themselves you know so and i don't want it to be just something that you just go along with the group all the time you know and and
4: think about the group so yeah right yeah yeah, that's really important. That's good. That's good parenting, really.
2: Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh,
1: civil liberties uh, are also a big concern as well. Um, do you feel like c- yeah. civil liberties were taken away during COVID unjustly with a lot of the small businesses and also with uh, people uh, being unvaccinated?
4: I do. That's another thing that made me consider being in politics because I during all during COVID, it just got to be too long. Like I was thinking, <laughs> I totally understand if I were right. you know, in some weird, crazy, scary disease environment, <laughs> what would I do? Yeah. I, I think I would probably, I can understand locking things down for a little while. Okay. Right. What happens, but um, it just got to be too long. And then I started to think, do I have to wear a mask? Like really? Everywhere oh my gosh. In every store. Mm-hmm it just got to be too much and I started to look into it. I started to read the statutes and, um, and of course, you know, I would start to go to Cub foods. I still had to go grocery shopping and I didn't do it online. I went into the store and the more I went, the more people were like, I had a couple of women yelling at me that I wasn't wearing a mask. And mm-hmm. I thought, okay, can they really make me wear one? Um, and I just decided talking to other lawyers and looking at the statutes, he definitely overused his emergency powers. I think it was absolutely. And we can see now that schools were closed for too long. Yep. Or a virus that didn't affect young people very much. And there was like a ninety nine percent recovery rate. Now, I know that people did die of it. Obviously, it was very dangerous for a lot of people. But there was like a 90 percent recovery rate from COVID. I've had it twice. Absolutely. My family has had it a couple times. Yep. But I do think civil liberties, I mean, it sounds like, you know, a conspiracy theory, but I don't think it is. When, when the government can take away a liberty and everybody obeys right away, that's okay for a time. But if they see how much power they have, um, what's to keep them from, you know, continuing to do yep. progress as we go along? You know, I think we've seen that since nine We're all fine now with going through TSA and being searched and, you know, um, right. as we want to be safe. But there has to be a point where um, people have to know their rights. And um, we as citizens should know what our rights are. And we just should be aware of when the rights, you know, the liberties are being abused or they're being uh, restricted in some way. So yeah, that was kind of a right. of mine, and I really do think I I would love to have a governor. I I do um, kind of support what Governor Scott Jensen, you know, the candidate Scott Jensen is saying about how he won't have any mandates or any any uh, mask mandates or vaccine mandates. I just think we should have a choice. I. My mother-in-law has the vaccine, and I choose not to get it. I think, yeah. yeah, I think personal choice has to be, in this respect, I think it has to be a, a good thing that everybody has.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I did. The, I did the same thing with uh, the cold foods here. You uh, know, in, uh, in, in, in Minnetonka, I, I was see. I, I was I was kind of in a in a in a special situation because I'm like I, I knew. That I could walk in there without a mask because I know if anybody thought that they would say something to me, they would like, like they would think to themselves, "Am I being racist or what?" They- <laughs> 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 the- I <definitely laughs> know. Yeah, right, <laughs> right, yeah, <laughs> it, it, right, yeah. exactly. So <laughs> it, it was like it, it was like they would always let me slide, and they might have said <laughs> right, something, yeah. something to yeah, somebody else. To me, right, so. right, right, exactly. So exactly. So yeah, I, I told my wife too. I, I said, "Yo, dude I said, do not wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. Like, yeah, don't you know. wear... Yeah, don't wear a mask. Kids, don't wear a mask. Walk through there. Like, and 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 nobody... And so uh, we was lucky. Nobody ever, like, really said anything to us. So, yeah.
1: yeah. But it, it, yeah, it, I, it,
2: it's just crazy the idea that that
1: because I'm not vaccinated, like, I couldn't even go to the restaurant that's right across the street from me. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And, 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 and that, that sounds like, like a very, like, Jim Crow type exactly. idea. But but that's <laughs> yep. what it was. I, I literally could there right. there were places I couldn't go. I love to go to the museum. There was museums I could not yeah. go into because I wasn't vaccinated. And it's just right. yeah. yeah just
3: terrible. Yeah. yeah.
4: I wanted to go to the Chan Hessen Dinner Theater and I just I wasn't even thinking about COVID and then I read I
2: want to go see the show and as it said, you know, only vaccinated persons. Yeah, I thought I know. I know. It's, that's a very nice place too. I love Chanson. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah, Man,
4: that's
2: wow. Okay, so we have one, one that was the last question, but we have one more. Uh if you want to plug anything, you have any websites, any events, we appreciate you coming on. Yeah. And, and you could and you could just uh plug plug anything that you want to plug because we know it's getting down to crunch time.
4: It is, it is. I'm right. getting nervous. I'm kind of I've been campaigning since December. Yeah. I'm I'm getting exhausted. Yeah, <laughs> right.
2: Yeah. Everybody says the same thing. Yo.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Well Scott Jensen has been campaigning, I feel like, for two years. I, oh be. my god. No, here,
1: we 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 had him on our show like around like the, the first like around early when he announced that he was running. And wow. uh, I remember thinking to myself, hold on, he has two years. Like, yo, so, 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 yeah, he, he's been yeah, working for wow. a while.
4: So, that's yeah. nice of you. I, yes, we, um, I would love for people to go to my website, and uh, it's just Marla from Minnesota.com. And you can sign up to volunteer still. We have two weeks left until the election, November 8th. The election is on Tuesday, November 8th. Um, get out and vote or go early. The website is Marla from Minnesota. We still need, um, this is going to sound weird. We don't want too much money because we don't want to have too much money left over, but we do need still for advertising. And I'm going to, my daughter is going to help me make some YouTube videos for uh, uh, for advertising. Um, We have one big event coming next Saturday that I think, I think, Attorney General Candidate, Scott or Jim Schultz, will be there just to speak for a little bit. Wow. But it'll be everyone who's running in our district. So Tom Weiler is running for Congress for District, uh, Congressional District 3. And then it's myself as the Senate candidate, and then Thomas Connect and Ryan Chase. We're all running in this district. We're having a big event, um, Donuts and Coffee at Purgatory Park in Eden Prairie. And then after Donuts, we'll go out and door knock and just remind people to vote. So that'll be fun, um, yeah, and that's really about it for events. There, there's just right. really one big Saturday left until that next Tuesday, yeah, right. So I really Absolutely. appreciate you having me on. This is kind of it's wonderfully free advertising, I get to meet you guys and talk, right? Yeah, thank you, okay, thank much. you very much. Yeah, we, and you. We, appreciate,
2: we appreciate you for coming on, and, and I might, and I, I, I'm not sure what, what my Saturdays is looking like, but I'm pretty sure. That that will we'll, I get my family to try to come out there and oh that
4: would be great I'd love to meet you in person both yes of you. Be great. yes
2: absolutely yes.
4: yeah thank yeah. you very
2: much and thanks for coming on
4: thank you very much and I'll be listening to your show from now on too and tell other people about it I really appreciate oh, it
3: thank you thank you. thank you we appreciate it yeah, thank you guys all right bye bye
4: bye bye.